0: to the X millennial man podcast the podcast for seed i am your host rd kulik and with me here is the i guess i'll call him the non-super racist version of jimmy the greek or who would we talk about today who does all the betting stuff today almost everybody but that'd be the, great, say, yeah. the draft games so yeah. i don't know <laughs> the greatest other host ty how are you today ty uh, hi, everybody. I'm doing good. And like the Jimmy the
1: Greek character on The Simpsons said, when you're right, 48% of the time, you're wrong, 52%. <laughs>
0: well, why did you tell me that before?
1: <laughs> That's so good. Also, I don't gamble on sports. And I want the listeners to know that I've been on hold for 10 minutes while <laughs> R.D. picked his
0: NFL season. <laughs> yep. I'm at the point now where my son has to tell me where all the good sites are to find out the odds and everything. It's the same <laughs> with my kid. Like, I...
1: We'll talk about college football in the second half, and that's what I watched when I was talking to my son who plays uh tackle football. Now he's in sixth grade, and he is so much more knowledgeable in the NFL than I am. We I feel like we need to have them do their own podcast about this, which they did when we were all in yep, Buffalo.
0: That's right. I, I have about a 20 to 30-minute drive every day to and from to drop my son off at school, and this is all he's wanted to talk about. That's what you and I are going to talk about, the NFL. Oh, yeah. You have a
1: good team in your state, at least. Uh, Your state
0: has the Super Bowl champion. We don't
1: have a football team anymore. All we have here is a crappy baseball team and I I think a crappy hockey
0: team. It's hilarious what's happening to the St. Louis Cardinals. (laughs) You (laughs) used to be a Cardinal.
1: So don't act like it's hilarious. Also, what happened to the Reds? Man, they were winning the division and now they're three games above. I think the
0: average age of that team is 17 years old. (laughs)
1: <laughs> a bunch of high school. No, and I really like that De La Cruz kids. I'll
0: talk about the Reds. You know what the Reds are? The Reds are going to be exciting next year. Until they, they
1: trade everybody? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. They're a lot like that Cubs team that won the World Series, but like three years before when Bryant okay. and all those guys were coming up. That's It's exciting to watch. I said at the beginning of the year I wanted 75 or more wins. I'll get that. You're going to so get that, I, yeah.
1: Ellie De La Cruz is awesome.
0: He is. He is great. And I will, I'll still root for him when he's in the Yankees uniform or Cardinals <laughs> uniform. But uh, let's talk football, okay? Yeah. Uh, open wide for some football.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can get Adiada. Mm, yeah. I got it too. And Body eyes on the ground.
0: A couple of years ago, as I said, I'm out on the NFL. Obviously, all the problems, everything going on. And then Joe Burrow came to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And then. Promptly got his knee destroyed like we all thought it would, and then overdrafted for a wide receiver that sat out an entire year. We'll never say that. I think that's the best, best thing they could have done after they drafted
1: Joe Burrow was get his college teammate, Jamar Chase.
0: <sighs> Which I was telling people because a lot of people want to talk about Justin Jefferson, how he's the best receiver in football. I'm like, uh-huh. when they were in college, Jamar Chase was the number one, not Justin he Jefferson.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: But I love Justin Jefferson, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna th- throw any shade there. Burrow comes to Cincinnati, changes the entire dynamic. so I'm like, oh, now I'm all into football, got back into mm-hmm. fantasy football where I don't think I've won more than four games over the last two years. <laughs> Your part mm-hmm. leagues whipping boy, yeah. oh.
1: playing RD this week, mm-hmm.
0: win. Yep. I think you
1: traded everybody. By oh, God, <laughs> it was
0: a terrible year last year. I needed a quarterback so bad, and I said, "I've got Cooper Cup or Tyree Kill." And I was talking to my son because he had a couple of quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. at like week four, I traded Tyree Kill for Derek Carr.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious! I believe your son went all the way to the title. No, next- he was
0: the number one team. But the oh, first week he played my wife, his mother, who had George Kittle, who had been average uh, all year. But then yeah. people realized, we'll talk about this, Brock Purdy can't throw the ball more than three yards. So <laughs> exactly. Kittle went off. And then I think in the second or the third place game or whatever, that person had Debo Samuel. And <laughs> <laughs> when the 49ers started their uh, ascension yeah, to the play, I was yeah. like, <laughs> Let's talk the NFL here, and let's start in my side of the conference, because, or my side of the league, because that's the better one to talk about, is the AFC. So I want to get your top-down view of everything here, Ty.
1: The AFC is awesome, like you said. The AFC is great. I do think the worst division in the AFC will be the South. I know you have some differing opinions than I do. I think Jacksonville is... Prime to win this division and win this division going uh, with ease. What they have with Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, I love that they signed Calvin Ridley. I think that's going to work. They have a very young team that reminds me of the Colts when Andrew Luck was there, except Trevor Lawrence isn't Andrew Luck yet. But I think getting rid of Urban Meyer was the best thing that team could have done. Hiring Doug Peterson made it look even better that they fired Urban Meyer. And there's really no challengers. I know. Oh, Tennessee still has Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's going to be playing somewhere else by week 8. I'd be shocked if he's not. I have no faith in the Colts or Texans, although I do love that CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson are playing quarterback there. I think those are great. So, the Colts are going are the Colts. The Jaguars are going to run with the AFC South. I think that's a no-brainer. The AFC West also is Chiefs and Chargers. Broncos hired Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, doesn't matter. Russell, Russell Wilson lost. Exactly. And his lost. team hates him. So. Yeah, you can clearly tell and Speaking of fantasy football, I went out and drafted Javante Williams this year because I'm thinking maybe Sean Payton will just have him hand off the ball 30 times a game and that'll work out. And the Raiders, I don't know what they're doing. I'm glad Josh Jacobs is back, but... I don't know who their quarterback is. I think it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but he will be that, that story.
0: That kid from Purdue who, oh yeah, Aiden
1: O'Connell. Yeah,
0: who yeah. I, I unfortunately get to see a lot of forty-eight to forty-five Purdue wins or losses, and he <laughs> o-
1: can throw the football. Yeah, man. he can,
0: and I've <laughs> seen plenty of games where he's threw for four hundred and thirty-seven yards with six touchdowns and five interceptions.
1: Well, I was going to say last year, and we'll talk again, we're saving college football for the mm-hmm. second half, but I remember being nervous of him in the big 10 championship mm-hmm. game, which Michigan eventually mm-hmm. won. I think he threw two interceptions, both to a true freshman and only one touchdown, but he had, Oh yeah. Michigan's defense was great last year. He threw for like 400 uh, yeah. yards, yeah. but yeah. Like one so, touchdown. Was yeah, that's, what, that that's
0: what he does. Yeah.
1: But no, the chiefs are the class of that division. The chiefs are the class of the NFL, in my opinion. We'll talk about that playoff time. But I do think the Chargers will be good. I like Justin Herbert. Austin Eckler is going to want to get paid, so I think he'll have a good year. Keenan Allen is... You mentioned Justin Jefferson and, and Jamar Chase. Keenan Allen's been doing it for years now. But the Chiefs are going to win that. The AFC East, I think this might be the best division in football with the one I'm about to talk about next. But I think the Dolphins are prime for to blow up this year. Now... Tua Tagovaiola should not be playing football. He should be home. You talked about problems. He's had too many concussions and played, and it's bad. But they have a great running game, great receivers, a solid defense. Miami's going to walk with that division. And call me an Aaron Rodgers hater if you want. Call me a Packers homer if you want. I don't think the Jets are going to be as good as people think they are. I think they're an eight-win team probably at best. So I don't even have them in the playoffs. But then your division, which I think might rival the AFC as the toughest division is the North, They could possibly get three teams in with the Browns, Bengals, and Ravens. I think it's only going to be two with the Bengals and Ravens. I love the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, even though he's an anti-vaxxer, he's one of my favorite football players to watch. He got paid. They drafted this kid, Zay Flowers, who I think has a real legitimate shot to be the offensive rookie of the year. They have a good run game. If J.K. Dobbins can stay healthy, they have one of the best tight ends behind Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews in the league. But... Cincinnati has Joe Burrow. Cincinnati has Jamar Chase. Cincinnati has Tyler Boyd. Cincinnati has T. Higgins. Cincinnati has Joe Mixon. Cincinnati has Chris Evans. Cincinnati has a better offensive line. I think Cincinnati is true, the true real threat to Kansas City and the AFC and there. You should be proud. You have mm, a good no. team. You have a reason to mm. root for a team in your city now. I remember when the Rams were in St. Louis. I've never been a Rams fan, but it was always cool because they were in the playoffs, especially with Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner and Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce, it was always fun to see that. And like when the Rams won the Super Bowl, it was incredible with the parade and everything. So I don't know. It's, it's Cincinnati and Kansas City and everybody else. And I think Kansas City will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl yet again. I'm sure you disagree.
0: No, <laughs> look, you're right. I So my son told me about this thing. I've, I just typed in NFL season predictor and you can go in and click each game and it goes through and... Ranks them out, So that's what we were you were on hold for was I was finishing <laughs> off my season here. And yes, I got a little bit of homer is but I also like I explained to my son this morning, he's like, you just like the Bengals because they're your hometown team. I said no. I lived through the Marvin Lewis Bengals. Okay. I came here and John Kitna was our quarterback. (laughs) Got John Um,
1: Kitna. uh, Man. I always remember him in a Seahawks helmet. I forgot that he played (laughs) for the Bengals.
0: So (laughs) I go, I am by no means preconditioned to think that the Brown family is going to do something to make the Bengals work. Yeah. But Joe Burrow has proven to be a top quarterback talent. i would say he's the second best quarterback in football. I don't think anybody's going to make a doubt that Patrick Mahomes is Mm. the best quarterback. We'll talk in the NFC about maybe somebody who can challenge for that. He's that traditional quarterback. He's got weapons all around him. The Bengals, like I said, never trust the Browns to do the right thing. They've improved the offensive line year after year. They've got a great defensive line. My fear is, like I was talking about with the Reds, their secondary's average age is 22 years old. (laughs)
1: They got Daxton Hill though,
0: man. Michigan alum. No, and he's (laughs) looked really good, but they have all these tools. Having said that, I do think the AFC stacked. And when I went through this Mm -hmm. playoff predictor, just to give you a few ideas here, I do have the Bengals as my number one seed at 14 and three, but I have the Chiefs at 14 and three. I just picked Mm -hmm. Burrow to win in Arrowhead later in the year. So (laughs) well, Uh, don't call it
1: what your mayor called uh -uh, it. No,
0: no. And then Jacksonville, I have it 13 and 4. I'll tell you, I think with Jacksonville, again, it's is Trevor Lawrence going to make that Joe Burrow leap. He's got great receivers around him. Yeah. He's got a great running back around them. Um, their offensive line, Kansas City, took their best offensive lineman because we yeah. took Kansas City's best offensive <laughs> lineman. That is a little weird. And then I find it strange because I told my son, I think three teams could win the Super Bowl this year. And they're all in the AFC, the Bengals, Chiefs and Bills. I have the Bills at 12 and 5. I don't think the Bills can win the. They've proven to not –
1: they can't do it when the lights shine brightest.
0: You know what, though? Josh (laughs) Allen had the Chiefs beat two playoffs ago. He had them beat. But they didn't win. And then last year they got beat by Jacksonville. No, Cincinnati beat them.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry.
0: No, they uh, – because I watched that game. And Cincinnati beat the hell out of them. That score could have been like 50-10. to Buffalo could do nothing in the snow in their own stadium. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, Josh Allen – is insanely talented, and sure. he kept that team alive. I do think, and I'm assuming a lot of things on this season, look, Stefan Diggs isn't happy, nope. and he's going to say Von Miller's still injured, and yep. Buffalo doesn't have a pass rush without him. Again, like Miami, I have him at 12-5. and five. I just don't know who the quarterback is going to be.
1: Just to go back to Josh Allen real quick, yeah. and you're a Bengals fan and a Vikings fan, how is Josh Allen any different from Dante Culpepper? They put up great numbers. No, you're They're right. Both big mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. But then when it's important, Dante Culpepper never won big in Minnesota either. And you know
0: what? That might be my Dante Culpepper blinders that I keep giving them up for this. Because
1: Dante Culpepper was a blast to watch. Yes, he absolutely never was. won when it was important.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. And then,
1: and then. I had the sex boat thing yeah. after that.
0: And maybe it's because I'm watching hard knocks and I'm a little biased by this but i do think the jets are gonna be good and i'm gonna tell you why
1: they have sauce gardner and mm-hmm. a defensive minded head coach but now they have I, I lived through the aaron Rodgers experience so
0: i know you did but their defense is great their yeah. defense is truly great and aaron Rodgers is better than zach wilson
1: aaron Rodgers is as old as i am dude. yeah i know
0: <laughs> and but it, he's a weirdo <laughs> but I look at that, and obviously these are the cream of the crop teams, but I look across the rest of the AFC, I've got the Steelers at 11 and 6. Now, again, I'm assuming that it's going to work. They, another team with a great defense, but mm. is Kenny Pickett going to make that next step? They went out George and got George Pickens them. is awesome. Yeah, right, Dude, the receiver, right. yeah. And Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season.
1: Nah. Why don't we talk about him? Like people talk about, I know he doesn't have the rings that Bill Belichick has, but Mike Tomlin might be the most, I feel like he's the Greg Popovich of the NFL.
0: He is. And then I've got like the Chargers not in at 10 and seven, the Bra- Ravens not in at 10 and seven. I'm going to tell you a lot of people are going to me crap about the Ravens thing. I think Lamar Jackson's great. I do. Mm-hmm. They don't have a secondary and you are in a <clears throat> conference yeah. with Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson, who's a garbage human being, but they're going to throw all over oh, you uh, no. and then you've got just i think they play the chargers this year there's the chiefs yeah They're, i think we give the ravens a lot of credit for historically being a good defensive team they are not a good defensive team right now they got a great linebacker
1: they, yeah they weren't they a top-ranked defense last year
0: Yeah, but they they guys are gone or hurt.
1: Get to the passer, yeah.
0: And everybody's older. That's the other thing. They're not. I I do have Tennessee at ten and seven because I'm assuming that Derrick Henry's going to be there all year. But they're out of the playoffs. And my point is, I have the AFC is pretty stacked. Now I do have the Colts at one and sixteen and the Texans at (laughs) three and fourteen. But ten and seven Tennessee. Who are they playing?
1: Are they playing Ryan Tannehill? Well, are that's, they playing Malik Willis? Are they playing this Will Levis kid who likes to put mayo in his oh coffee? God. I know that was a, a one-time monster. stunt or whatever. Yeah. But like, if they don't have Derrick Henry, and I always like DeAndre Hopkins, but we talked about Russell Wilson being washed. DeAndre Hopkins yeah, is washed he as is well. how are so teams just not going to put nine guys in the box? And I know it takes a lot to tackle Derrick Henry. but I,
0: I'm that much of a believer in Derrick Henry.
1: All right. I think you, he's going to be on Tennessee the whole season?
0: Again, I'm assuming he is. Now, now let's move to the NFC. When I was growing up, the NFC won something ridiculous like 14 straight Super Bowls or something. (laughs)
1: That's because the Cowboys dominated Uh, in the 90s and Green Bay had their come up. So, yeah.
0: And now the NFC is trash. and They're the
1: (laughs) Eastern Conference of the NFL. So,
0: let me get your thoughts on the NFC before I give it because my thoughts are very hot.
1: I agree that it's worse than the AFC. I was telling you off, Mike, that I only have one team from two conferences making the playoffs. The NFC South, and I know you have a differing opinion. I don't get the hype with the Falcons. I don't understand it. Doesn't make any sense. Baker Mayfield starting in Tampa, so <laughs> they're nothing for me. Bryce Young was the right pick for Carolina, and I like some of the moves they've made in the offseason, but they're not ready yet. I just went with the Saints because Derek Carr, you lived through him as your fantasy QB no. last year, there and- Alvin Kamara is suspended for four games, but I think when he comes back, he'll be good. And I think their offense is good enough to win that division, but they could be like eight and nine winning that division. NFC North, team I root for, Green Bay. So thrilled oh, yeah. that Aaron Rodgers is gone. I'm curious to see what they get out of Jordan Love. I like AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones in the backfield. Defense is always hurt. I don't know who Jordan Love's going to be throwing to. Christian Watson's young, Romeo Dobbs is young. I think Green Bay will be fine, but I think they're like a seven, seven or eight win team at best. Chicago, I like Justin Fields. I think he's good. I just think they're too young. Minnesota, can't stand Kirk Cousins. Don't understand why they didn't sign, resign Dalvin Cook. Their defense is old and not as good. I have Detroit with that division. They have a great running game. They have good young receivers, and their defense is going to be one of the top defenses in the league this year. NFC West is a little bit different. Cardinals are going to be awful. I think they're tanking just so they can draft Caleb Williams. The Rams are too old and relying on Matthew Stafford are their 40-year-old backup, Stetson Bennett. It's not going to win them many games. 49ers and Seahawks are the top two there. and I think the 49ers defense is the most elite in the NFL. I don't like a lot of the players on that defense personally. That doesn't matter when they get on the field because they are going to be able to stop a lot of teams. Brock Purdy is incredibly overrated. I don't understand why people think he's the second coming. That team is based on defense and running, and that's how they win games, so I think they'll win that division. The NFC East is where I have three teams in the playoffs, and I honestly think all all four of the teams in this division will be competitive. Washington, Sam Howell is a... I don't know why he's the starting quarterback, but they have a decent run game. Their defense will be good. They'll be in a lot of games. The Cowboys, they have a good offense.
0: Yeah, they they do. They have an incredible defense.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they have a great defense. They got off of Ezekiel Elliott's contract. Dak Prescott, when he's not throwing interceptions, is a good quarterback, but Mike McCarthy is their coach.
0: I saw this video <laughs> where somebody said the Cowboys offense, and you see it's a bunch of kids in the street playing, and the kid takes the ball, and it says <laughs> Dak under him, and there's like three other kids running out, and he throws it into a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> about
1: right. And I like Dak. No, Price. I do, too. I, did I do, too. too. Uh, yeah. But like Mike McCarthy's a coach, and... Just go back and look at their playoff game last year. What happened in there? That's the Mike McCarthy experience for you. The Giants, they should have paid Saquon Barkley. Yes, absolutely. To give Daniel Jones money and not Saquon Barkley. Yeah, why the hell
0: don't you just franchise Daniel Jones?
1: Exactly. That's criminal. That is NFL football at its finest, which proves how ridiculous the NFL is. But they have a good no-name defense. They have Saquon Barkley. They can control games. But the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is awesome. I love watching him play. Their O line is incredible yeah. and one of the best that the NFL has ever seen. Their defense is good and attacking. I have all the. F-
0: the, Kelsey A. Brother, A. the Kelsey brother, the Kelsey brother on Philadelphia, he's welcome in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, it's not he's not Travis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown might be two of them. Nobody ever talks about Devontae Smith.
0: No, that, they don't. That dude is awesome. He won
1: the like, Heisman Trophy. He won the Heisman in college. <laughs> yeah. He's been awesome. Everybody, oh, he's undersized. He's been awesome since he's gotten into the NFL. Like mm. The Eagles are legitimately awesome. I'm rooting for them because I don't think Green Bay is going to be in the playoffs this year. So as much as I want Philadelphia to return and I'd love to see a rematch of the Super Bowl from last year because it was so good, I think. The 49ers defense just elevates them above everybody else. And I think we're going to have all red and white in this, or red, white, and yellow in the stadium for the Super Bowl this year because I think it's going to be the 49ers and the Chiefs.
0: Okay. So the NFC, like I said, I'm a lot hotter take and I'm going to start with Philadelphia, who I do have as my number two seed. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I need to see it for another year from Jalen Hurts. I just have to see it again. Now, he had a great Super Bowl. He did, he mm-hmm. looked really good. But I'm like, I just need to see another year. I feel like everybody's anointing him immediately. He's awesome. And I'm like, okay. I enjoy
1: watching him play.
0: And again, (laughs) part of it is the Eagles lost both of their coordinators. They lost a couple players off their defense. For them to replicate what they did last year. Now, having said that, I made a couple bold choices in my NFC predictor. And like I said, I still had the Eagles as my number two seed at 11 and six. But Compared to the AFC, most of my playoff teams in the NFC are 10-7. and Now, I'm going to start with the Falcons. I also have (laughs) New Orleans in, but I think Tampa is going to be incredibly bad. Mm -hmm. And I think Carolina is going to be incredibly inconsistent. Now, I think Bryce Young is in the best possible situation. 100%. With all the coaches he has and everything like that, but they just don't have... No, they're, they're not tools. ready yet.
1: Yeah, but their it, big receiving offseason signing sign was Adam Thielen. No, I don't think he's you're too he upset was, to lose. Uh, him,
0: no, like. but he was my last <laughs> pick in our fantasy draft just because uh, okay. I felt like I owed it to him. Even, sure. And then I called him and said, "Adam, I picked you." Yeah. I said, "Thanks, man." But <laughs> um, yeah. we appreciate but it. But <laughs> Carolina's going to lose a stupid game, and they're going to win a game, a couple games they're not supposed to win. But New Orleans, you're right. I think overall, they're the crap that's going to rise to the top of that division. But the Falcons, again, I know because of proximity, I think they got the best defensive player in free agency in Jesse Bates. Okay. He had one of the top safeties in the league. That is yeah. the thing that scares me most, that the Bengals don't have him anymore. I think Detroit should have got him. I think if Detroit got him, that would have put him over the top. Because Detroit's got Aiden Hutchinson and then... 10 of you and me (laughs) sitting around. Well, it's
1: funny. My son, too, he claims to be a Michigan fan because me and our father are. And he wears number 62 in football, and he plays defensive end. We bought him, like, this fresh bag that has his name and number on it and everything. And he came to me last night, the night he had football practice. I need to change my number to 97 because Aiden Hutchinson's my favorite player. Mm, Okay. Not (laughs) happening, dude.
0: Now, speaking, though, of Detroit, I do have them winning that division at 10 and 7. Uh But I've got Green Bay at nine and eight, and I've got Chicago at nine and eight. Now a big okay. Explain to me
1: why again, I huge Packers fan, glad they're moving on. I'm excited to see Jordan Love. And again, I like Justin Fields, but nine wins for both of those teams. (laughs)
0: A lot of that is, again, I'm thinking, first off, with Green Bay, you're just talking about, even though I was dogging them earlier, you're talking about the St. Louis Cardinals of, of football. It's an incredibly well-run organization. Sure. They've developed players great for 30 years now.
1: Defensive players can, I love Rashawn Gary. He's one of my favorite players. He's never been healthy no, since he, he was hasn't. at Michigan. He's never been
0: but, out. But they have a good line. Jordan Love has sat a few years to watch. Again, I'm making a lot of assumptions. In the case of Chicago, and in my fantasy draft, I wanted to go get a quarterback, and the top two quarterbacks available are Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Look, Trevor Lawrence is going to get you 15 points a game. Justin yeah. Fields can potentially get you 30 points every few games because of what yeah. he can do.
1: So going and running.
0: Yeah. If he stays healthy and if he is what we think he's going to be. I think Chicago could have a
1: big year. Is DJ Moore a reliable
0: number one for Justin that's, Fields? That's what I mean.
1: Who's even their running back?
0: See, this is oh, the problem.
1: Running backs are so yeah. undervalued now, I don't even know who the Bears are running
0: back. are Montgomery, he went over to Detroit. Yeah. And then yeah, I don't know. But here's where I got a little hot. Okay. We haven't had a repeat Super Bowl in forever. I'm looking at what team can make that kind of Eagles run this year in a week conference. And I think that team's Seattle.
1: Okay, now that they're done with their Legion of Boom days and I watched the video of Pete Carroll taking snaps and he looked like a <laughs> decrepit old man, I like the Seahawks mm-hmm. again. I don't dislike them like I did before and their fans have definitely calmed down, but and I love the Zach Charbonnet pick for them. I think that was great because he's a big back who's fast and I like Geno Smith. Super
0: Bowl run? Geno can have that kind of rich Gannon few years <laughs> I hey, think he, yow, yeah, yeah.
1: you are pulling out some old. I, I know that's
0: <laughs> right. We're remembering some guys here, but it's, I think they had, he has a lot of weapons on that D.K. thing.
1: Beck Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are great. And
0: no matter how weird Pete Carroll is, the guy's proven to be a very good head coach. He's a very good head coach. Correct. And again, with San Francisco, who I do have at 12 and five. Okay. I have Seattle at 13 and four. I just don't understand how anybody thinks this team's going to win when they don't have a quarterback. And when everybody's like, oh, Brock Purdy, if he's not good, we've got Sam Darnold. Excuse me?
1: <laughs> Same guy who said he was seeing ghosts on his.
0: Nick Bosa. Yeah. Nick Bosa isn't, he's holding he's a, out right now.
1: He's a trash human being. He too. Is an
0: absolute trash <laughs> human being. The team, again, did get older. And how in the holy hell does anybody believe Christian McCaffrey's going to have his first back to back healthy <laughs> seasons?
1: It's why he even fully healthy last year. But that's the thing. See, like San Francisco probably has some guy deep on their bench who can run. They drafted and he made the team Ronnie Bell, who I'm a fan of cuz he went to Michigan, so they and Debo Samuel stayed healthy yeah. pretty much all of last year. But you're right, Brock Purdy is not good. No. Sam Darnold has clearly become a bust and I thought he was going to be good, but all they need to do is just turn around and hand the ball off. You can do it yeah. to McCaffrey, you can do it to Debo Samuel, you can throw a wide receiver screen to Brandon Ayuk and he's going to take it 60 yards for a touchdown. Hey, I despise the 49ers, mm-hmm. so I hope you're right. I just think I think they'll get that garbage human being Bosa back on the team, and Fred Warner is one of the best linebackers in the league, and their secondary is legitimately elite. I just think that deep, they could win 13 games and average 17 points a game because that defense is, that, in my opinion, that defense is that
0: elite. So, tie.
1: I hope you're right though. I will yeah. say that. I hope. Again, I watched Brock Purdy in college because I heard all about there were times when Harbaugh always flirting with the NFL. People talked about their coach coming to Michigan. So I wanted to watch his team play. So I'd watch a lot of Iowa State. Brock Purdy wasn't even the best player on his college football team. So I don't understand why he reminds me he's the Austin Reeves of the NFL. Everybody wants their white savior guy. And that's who Brock Purdy's become.
0: All right. So you already told me that you've got the Chiefs and 49ers in the Super Bowl. Yep. Are you ready to hear what I have?
1: Yeah, because you wouldn't tell me. So I'm very <laughs> curious what we have going on.
0: So my AFC title game, I have the Jaguars at the Bengals. I do have the Jaguars going into Arrowhead and winning, beating Andy <laughs> Reid
1: and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in Arrowhead.
0: A little weird ass young quarterback with a lot of cocky receivers did it once. That's true. And, and won that Super Bowl yep. that year too. Man. <laughs> and I do have the Bengals winning that game. Uh huh. And then in the NFC, I've got the Lions visiting the Seahawks. <laughs> I thought I was crazy because I picked
1: the Lions to win one playoff game. Now, do you know if that actually happens, you know how happy oh, some of my god. family members oh, would my god, be, yeah. if they made it to the NFC. And they're going to even be
0: happier because I have the Lions winning that game and playing the what? Bengals in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl? Yeah. Yes, I do. So
1: you have two number one picks at quarterback. That's right, Jared think, Goff was yes, one overall uh, pick. Yes. So I got to imagine you have the Bengals winning by like a 1,000.
0: Oh yeah. No, I've got the Bengals winning big. I would look again, Kansas city, Cincinnati, one of those two teams I think is winning the super bowl.
1: Okay.
0: In the case of like Cincinnati, this is absolutely their best case scenario. This is, they have everybody still under their rookie deals. Everything changes next year Mm -hmm. and they got to pay people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, they can't, they're not going to be able to keep all these guys no matter what anybody says in the case of Detroit, I look at them a lot like I look at that Bengals team that made the Super Bowl. Everything just came together, and they're just too dumb to realize they shouldn't be there. And they've got a great—I think the Lions coach is actually better than the Bengals coach. The Bengals coach is not a good coach. He's just
1: been gifted with incredible talent. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so I think something weird is going to happen. And I think this Detroit team is going to be like this little darling. They're going to make this weird run. I have them because they won their division. I have them— I have them beating the Cowboys in the first round. That's in Detroit. Then I have them going to Philadelphia and beating Philadelphia. Wow! <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I have them beating Seattle. So
1: that's so. I wish I had the nerve to do that because that's way more fun, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget when the Bengals didn't make that run of the Super Bowl. I was texting you like, mm-hmm. "What is happening?" Mm-hmm. Because you know, you look at the Bengals now and they are an elite, yeah. Yeah. you know, team. That but back when they made that run, it was crazy that they were making that run so yeah. i wish i had the stones to do that now i went very chalk with my stuff i believe i had cincinnati and kansas city playing in the afc title game very good game but kansas city winning because i do think they're they have the potential to be a dynasty and then i had philadelphia and san francisco two teams that have faced a lot mm-hmm. but i have san francisco going this time and kansas City is the only team that'll be able to figure out san francisco's defense but it'll be a good It'll be like the Super Bowl a couple of years ago when they had to come back and win it, when the Chiefs did, because it's it, the team is very similar. The 49ers team had Jimmy Garoppolo back then, and it wasn't him doing it. It was a defense on the run game. And I think that's the thing, same thing that'll happen. But Kansas City is so much better. And I have no name receivers now, but that doesn't. Everybody's like, oh, the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill. How are they going to recover? They recovered mm-hmm. by winning the Super Bowl last year. So mm-hmm. I just think Andy Reid is. He's finally getting his shine as a good head coach because that was well-deserved. And Patrick Mahomes, he's the best quarterback in the NFL.
0: As he much is. as I like, best really? I, I like
1: Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. I like his attitude. I love Jamar Chase. I like all that. But Patrick Mahomes is just better. It's just case yeah. in point.
0: Somebody asked uh, at the beginning of like, the preseason, somebody asked Jamar Chase, who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And he said, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Trevor Simeon, who the Bengals ended up cutting, and then I forgot some other dude I never heard of. And somebody See, said... It's good, though, because it's building a rivalry with the Chiefs. I
1: like that. So we need that. Everybody... I love the NBA, but everybody in the NBA is friends. Yeah. I like, got these guys in the NFL. You got to have some kind of competition.
0: Yeah. It's, I do find it funny that Patrick Mahomes is trying to be this quiet guy, but Travis Kelsey <laughs> is Flavor Flav, just sitting next to him all the time, just yelling and screaming. <laughs> Except he does a lot more for the team than no. Flavor Flav <laughs> did <Different> for Public <energy. laughs> He does. Hello, all. This is RD. I wanted to talk to you guys about a, another podcast that I do work on it's called High Heels in Politics. It's hosted by Marianne Christie, who I work with here in Southwest Ohio. And Marianne, she interviews a lot of influential people. In Ohio, she's interviewed a, a lot of political people that are influential. But for those of you outside of this state, she's also interviewed people like Susie Chapstick Chaffee, a former Olympic skier who was the face of Chapstick for the 1970s and 1980s. It's really interesting to listen to that one because. She talks about her struggles as a woman in the Olympics, but then how she used her celebrity and her attractiveness in order to get more rights for amateur athletes, which led us today to things like the NIL. Also, Susie was very instrumental in Title IX, which we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of. But it's not all just seriousness. Marianne has also interviewed the Naked Cowboy, the New York City icon that's been out there. Simon Leese, who a lot of you may know if you've ever seen The People vs. Larry Flint, he was the guy that arrested Larry Flint. He also arrested Jerry Springer when Jerry Springer was a member of the Cincinnati City Council here. So I encourage you guys go to Spotify, Google, Apple, go search High Heels in Politics, follow, subscribe the show. Marianne comes out with a new one every week. And it's an incredibly great conversation. And if you're interested or know anybody that may be on high heels in politics, just go to the contact page and talk to us. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, Ty, let's talk about the minor leagues, and that's the (laughs) college football system that my favorite is going to have the
1: NCAA. Yeah. And yes, we are soon going to be in power conferences.
0: I say so the SEC, which is 126 teams, and the Big (laughs) Ten is 100 teams. So I don't know why they just call the Big Ten. And the (laughs) Pac-12 is a team and a half. And so I want to start there. All this realignment stuff. What's all this stupid foreplay for? Just, Just do it. Divide it into two conferences, a North and a South, or however you want to do it. And even though I think that's stupid, I think it's incredibly stupid that a couple of 19-year-old volleyball players in Southern California are going to get on a plane to go play in freaking East Rutherford, New Jersey mm-hmm. for a game that doesn't have having, having said that, did you see that Nebraska women's volleyball thing? The <laughs> I did. The, that, that was, was,
1: that was very cool. Yeah, yeah, that
0: was. Anyways. We're talking football here, so it's not as big of a deal. So what the hell's with this uh, realignment? I
1: do think it's a big deal. I, we've known this was coming for years, and I agree with you. What's the deal with all the foreplay? Why is this season the final season of Pac-12, ACC, SEC, Big 12, Big 10? doesn't make any sense anymore. The Big 10 has had 14 teams for a while now. The SEC, I believe, has 18 teams, which is astronomical. And yes, I agree with you. Like I see a lot of stuff because the Big 10 is a conference I watch the most. Teams like USC, UCLA, all these they're gonna have to play night games in the Big Ten. And let's put aside the two hour time difference or three hours, cause you know, when Michigan kicks off a game in Ann Arbor at twelve their time, it's eleven my time, and California, that's ten AM. So not only are these California teams gonna have to deal with the time change, they're gonna be playing in some miserable winter weather. And games come late October, early November. They're gonna be seeing temperatures that they're not used to. Now We all knew this was happening. We all knew this was going away. And I think it's the right thing to do to try and rid themselves of the mess that is the NCAA. But also, it bums me out that traditions are just leaving college football. Because that's a big deal with college football. These traditional mashups, these traditional things that these teams do. And you'll still get the end of the season games where ucla plays usc and ohio state plays michigan and stuff but in between that you're gonna have these weird matchups with weird times and don't i don't even want to get started i want to do a whole other podcast about a lot of these games going from regular network tv to stream networks Mm -hmm. because that drove a lot of people upset last night we're recording this on a friday there were football games last night and some people don't get espn i don't get fox anymore again that's a podcast i want to do another day talk about all that They should have pulled the plug this summer made these massive conferences. I've talked to our father a lot about this. We think there should be four main conferences, a North, a South, an East, and a West conference. Make that all your stuff. Do your own thing. Have a 16-team playoff. Go from there because they need to rid themselves of the NCAA. The NCAA is a mess. This year is the last year of college football as it's been my entire life that I'll ever see. So I'm going to enjoy it, but it is a very weird time. But saying it's weird, we'll all get used to it very quick.
0: In some cases, like where I am here, I'm I'm recording this in my office, which is in the city of Cincinnati. Who's in the Big 12 now? I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. The exit that I can take, there's two exits I can take to my son's uh, school. One of them, if I turn the other way, is University of Cincinnati. I mean, I am yeah. literally right there. And I think that's good that they're going uh, – a program that is – except for the time that dumbass Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville was our coach. they That guy's so. Yeah. They've <laughs> been a, a fairly successful program. They're the only oh, yeah. non-power five team to ever be in the playoff where they got their butts waxed. Against they,
1: Bama. <laughs> they at least look like they belonged. Hey, Sauce Gardner and Desmond Ritter were on that team.
0: That's what I say. The only thing (laughs) I really remember about that game is Nick Saban saying, first half we threw Sauce Gardner's way seven times and didn't get anything, so the second half we didn't throw his way. Exactly. In that case, I think a team like Cincinnati that has had some success and has played in the dumbest conferences ever, okay, they're going to get better exposure. They're going to get to play the Texas and the Oklahomas this year, but they won't get to next year because they're say, going to the SEC. They- <laughs> so it's, but still they'll get the West Virginias of the world. I think Iowa State's still in that conference. Kansas State's a good yeah. team. They, yeah.
1: Kansas State won the big 12 last year.
0: The co- whole conference realignment thing doesn't bother me. What bothers me is just how Frankenstein it all is right yeah. now. And how in the holy hell can a team like Washington be left out of all of this stuff? They're going to the Big Ten. Are they?
1: Yeah, they were part of the deal. Oh, maybe Stanford Oregon. is what I was thinking of. Stanford, and it was just announced, I want to say this morning, a part yeah. of four teams that will be joining the ACC yeah. next. The Atlantic yeah, Coast. Front. Yeah, but St- Stanford, again, people, oh, they haven't been good in a couple of years. Stanford is a mainstay. Yes. John Elway played there. Andrew Luck mm-hmm.
0: played
1: there. That's a big school. That's a big football school yeah. that people don't seem to give the attention that it deserves. That's where Jim Harbaugh got his first major college coach. I know. (laughs) Come on, people.
0: For the most part, talking of actual games being played, and I I pulled up the top 25, it's who we know. It's the teams that have been good. In the top five alone, you have LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Georgia. Yep. Those are blue bloods. Yes. If you want to talk about blue bloods. (laughs) Before we get into that, tell me, like, what are some, let me start with a question here. Coach Prime. Is yeah. it overhyped or is it going to be something worth watching?
1: <laughs> I've talked a lot about, again, college football is my favorite sport to watch. And I specifically when I tell people college football, and I talked to our father a lot about this because he's my cohort and all this. We watch it together. I told him, I think Deion Sanders was the best offseason hire next to Luke Fickle. I think Luke Fickle is be- a better hire because of the situation. Colorado was horrible last year. I believe they were 1-11. Now, they only have 10 players returning from that That's entire it, roster.
0: Yeah,
1: 10 players. But he got his son to come over from Jackson State, who I think is a good quarterback, Shador Sanders. Mainly, he got Travis Hunter to come over. This kid is phenomenal. I watched him play last year, and this is no disrespect to HBCU. They're Division One teams for our Division One AA, I think they are. Travis Hunter looked like a man amongst boys out there as a true freshman. He was so much better than everybody else on the field. So... I think Colorado is going to be better this year. Now, better meaning I think their best case scenario is 6-6 and because they're going to have to play Oregon and Washington and Oregon State and Stanford and Colorado State. Like Colorado State wasn't good. Stanford wasn't good last year, but these are teams that have camaraderie, teams that have been together for a while, teams that know. And I love Deion Sanders. A lot of these coaches are going to want to beat him and going to want to beat him back. I know Dan Lanning, Oregon's coach, has had some words about Colorado, and I'm sure Dion wants to beat him, but Bo Nix is better than Shador Sanders because Bo Nix has been playing Division I high-level college football. Bo Nix is the quarterback
0: nobody talks about who's going to be the second quarterback taken in the draft. I-
1: exactly, <laughs> so, yeah. Michael Penix Jr. has played in the Big Ten, now in the Pac-12, and is killing it at Washington. He's going to want to go in there and beat Deion Sanders' teams. I think... Colorado, I love it, too, because Colorado opens the season playing TCU, I believe, at TCU. TCU has a lot to replace from their their run, college football runner-up last year. But that'll be a very telling game for how Colorado is going to play this year. I think TCU's going to win. I think they'll probably win by three scores. But if Colorado can keep it close for the first half, I think then people in Boulder should be very happy. But it's going to take time. They're not going to be 12-0 this season. And win the national title and Dion's going to go to the NFL, it's going to take two or three years before Colorado is the Colorado that very well from cheating their way to a national title when they beat Mizzou that one. Five downs. But I I think the hire was perfect. I think it was the weirdness of him going to Colorado is worn off and he's building his team there. It's just going to take a couple of years.
0: So my next question is when after Texas loses to Oklahoma and they're three and three, do they move to the young Manning?
1: (laughs) So this is interesting because the kid who's playing quarterback there now, I think is wildly overrated. He went to Ohio State. That's Mm -hmm. where he started. I know. know. This humongous NIL deal that people talked about, but he never played because he was sitting behind Fields and Stroud and they're clearly better talents than he is at quarterback. I watched him play last year and he's the type of kid who's got talent, but he doesn't seem to care. I don't know about Arch Manning because you see some stuff from him and he's small. He's a tiny kid, but hey, that doesn't... Again, I talked in the first half about Devontae Smith being quote-unquote small and he's killing it. But I don't know. I think if they are 3-3 three and three or even 4-2 and two, at some point, they'll move from off viewers and go to Manning. Honestly, I think the issue there is I don't think Steve Sarkeesian is a good head well, coach. Guys. I think he's a great coordinator mike martz style but i don't think he's a good head coach
0: all right that's well, what
1: i'd be worried about if i were a texas fan
0: let's stop the foreplay here and talk about the stuff <laughs> that actually matters do you want to finish or start with the big ten <sighs>
1: it's my conference i got to finish with the big okay ten. <laughs> so let's talk about the
0: sec then all right okay yeah. so when you look at the top 10 here the, or the top five. I'm sorry, the SEC has three of them. They have mm-hmm. Brian Kelly and his y'all gumbo eating LSU tag. is from Maine or something? Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm so happy mm-hmm. to be here with you. That was so weird. Last, <laughs> I mean,
0: I think he was hired right before I moved to Cincinnati to be the head coach at UC, and I'm sure he came in and just. Told the crowd how much he loves Skyline Kelly, so... Uh, I'm sure, and he it's, probably it's, never had it. Yeah. Brian Kelly's a scumbag. Yes. <laughs> and then you've got Alabama at number four. That's got to be the lowest mm-hmm. they've been ranked.
1: In the- I believe they said that's the lowest they've been ranked since 2001, which, think about that. Yeah. <laughs> four. That's yeah. the lowest they've yeah.
0: been ranked. <laughs> and like you said, with Georgia, they lost their AARP quarterback, but... He's older than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yes.
1: People like let that sink
0: in. Yes, and then you have George at number one, who's won back-to-back titles. Is George going to win the third title?
1: I think they are. Really, <laughs> Again, as as chalk as it may be,
0: Ohio State almost knocked them. them off.
1: Yeah, and then they didn't. They did not. And they You're right. And, what did they beat? what was the score of the championship last year oh, 65 God. to seven or something like no, that i think
0: that was purdue lost to lsu 65 7 I know, uh, but i think well, the championship was something, was something gross yeah
1: i remember my son and i watching the game and i got up after the first quarter because it was like 28 zip he said well what are you doing dad i'm like this game is over and i was mad that michigan lost to tcu the week before so from many days before but no i think georgia has one of the best players in the country and brock bowers he's a tight end i don't know if you know who he is i know Rabid college football fans like myself are very aware of this kid. They have some super duper five-star quarterback replacing Stetson Bennett. Last year, I didn't know who their running back was going to be, and it didn't matter. I didn't know who their receivers were, and it didn't matter. Georgia, again, it's my favorite thing to say to my son. Georgia doesn't rebuild. They reload. They have all these. Again, our father said it the best, too, to me, is that they have five stars starting, five stars on their second string five stars on their third string, and four and five stars on their fourth strings. They're getting the best of the best. Kirby Smart has clearly figured out the Nick Saban conundrum or whatever, and I don't like Kirby Smart either, but he's figured it out. I thought losing Dan Landing last year would do something to that defense. It did not. The defense was as good as ever, and there'll be some kid who – Rises up. I didn't know who Nicobe Dean was until they had a big game in the college football playoff two years ago against Michigan. I didn't know who Jalen Carter was until I saw the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. So I think they're going to have challengers. I think Alabama will be good. LSU should be good. I think Tennessee is going to be way better than people are saying they're going to be. But Georgia's the best team in college football and they're doing Alabama type things and they're doing it against Alabama. I, I will thought- say with the SEC. And maybe this is just because he played at Michigan for a while, but I think Joe Milton is going to explode this year, and I think he's going to win the Heisman.
0: That's, that was going to be my. <laughs> that's next that's
1: question. my hot <laughs> take. Yeah.
0: With that. LSU every five or six years has some unreal offense, and they won't
1: have that. They're not.
0: That's what I mean. That's I asked a built, few people.
1: Jaden Daniels is good. He's not what Joe Burrow was, and he doesn't have the
0: weapons. It's not even what Jamarcus Russell was. Russell, exactly. (laughs) Jamarcus
1: Russell was, this is the thing, too. He was a number one overall for a reason, but like Brian Kelly doesn't run a team like Ed Orgeron did. Again, we're talking about two miserable people, but I think Ed Orgeron is definitely a player's coach where it's, okay, let's do this spread offense and see how it works. Brian Kelly wants to do things his way, and he wants to run the ball. So that's what LSU is going to be known for.
0: End of the Big Ten this year. (laughs) <laughs> the end of it? Yeah, I guess it's the I end mean, of it. Yeah. They've had
1: 14 teams forever. I know.
0: I <laughs> the end of the Big Ten is when Penn State came in. And,
1: yeah, and when they put era. the little 11 in between yeah. the G and the T. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which my wife always likes to remind me, the first team to ever finish 11th in the Big Ten is her Purdue Boilermakers.
1: Not Northwestern? No. Oh, wow. No Purdue or Indiana, I would have thought. No Purdue, really?
0: Yeah, they were the first <laughs> team to finish 11th. <laughs> The Big Ten, you obviously have Michigan and Ohio State at the very top. Michigan 2, Ohio State 3. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I look at the rest of the rankings, the top 25 rankings, and I saw Iowa and Wisconsin on here, and is that it? I
1: would think so. The Big Ten isn't great.
0: You got Michigan and Ohio State sitting at the top. And again, I'm going to I'm going to give you my one-minute thought and then give it to you. But Ohio State. Take uh, your time. Take no, no, time Well, him, I'm not going to you know. I'm not going to know. Trust me. <laughs> Ohio State, you want to talk about entitled. Their coach yeah. has lost something like four games in the last three years, and everybody's got to be fired. That's
1: no, because two of them are against Michigan. Yes,
0: it is. And there's no <laughs> national titles in there. But he's got just probably the best receiving room in college football history, probably mm-hmm. one of the best receivers in college football history in Marvin Harrison Jr., which they've got, he goes off to the pros. They've got, uh, what's his name from Cincinnati, the idiot that jumped off the truck and died. His son, Henry. Oh, Chris yeah. Henry, yeah. Uh, Chris Henry, his son, actually plays out of school right down the street from me here. Absolutely destroyed my son's school in an <laughs> opening season football game. And he's only a junior in high school, and he's already committed to Ohio State. So they've got all this offensive talent, but Michigan's rated ahead of them. And everybody says, everybody I've heard, again, you tell me how wrong, is Michigan <laughs> outside of Georgia, is the deepest team in college football.
1: I don't disagree with that.
0: Why you have an Ohio State
1: beating them? Okay, so before I get to those two teams, I do want to, like, I'm very curious to see Wisconsin with Luke Fickle because he's bringing his air raid attack, and the idea of Wisconsin throwing the ball 40 oh. times a game is, <laughs> again, I'm 40 now, so, like, I have these traditions in Wisconsin's Terrell Flet- Fletcher, Ron Dayne, Melvin Gordon, like all these r- running backs have gone through there, and now all of a sudden they're going to be throwing the ball over the field. That's going to be weird. Again, I think Luke Fickle was the best offseason hire by any team. Iowa, I'm curious to see because Iowa, I even wrote it in my college football preview, they're like JV Michigan. Mm-hmm. So far as that, they have Eric All at tight end who played at Michigan and Cade McNamara who was two years ago Michigan's starting quarterback in the Big Ten championship in the college football playoff. So I'm curious to see Iowa, like if that if those two – Make their offense even relevant at all? Like their offense might be worse than the 49ers' offense, which is saying something when it comes to that. You look at the rest of the Big Ten, Purdue, I think, hired a good coach when Jeff Brom, I know a lot of people, oh, shockingly left. You're going to leave to go coach your alma mater. That's what yeah. you do. But I think they got a good head coaching hire. I think Illinois is ascending to be a problem. They'll be, I remember a few years back, like when Michigan was going through the Rich Rodriguez, Brady Hoke stuff, Illinois, was good and like winning 8, 9, 10 games. I think Brett Bielema has Illinois knocking on the doorstep. Hell, they almost beat Michigan in Ann Arbor last year. So who knows what could have happened there. Northwestern is going to get in a lot of trouble with what's going on. As they should. Yeah, you shouldn't haze people. That's wrong. There's a reason why they put all those rules in. Rutgers, I don't know. Like Greg Shiano is a good hire, but they can't figure it out. I'm very curious to see what happens with them this season because they do have a good quarterback there and Gavin Wimsett. Nebraska and Minnesota kicked off Big Ten play in a thrilling 13-10 to 10 win for Minnesota yeah. last night. That <laughs> um, about right. So who knows? Like Matt Rule, again, the dude didn't work in the NFL, but he's a good college coach. I think he'll turn Minnesota around. And P.J. Fleck has hazing allegations of his own coming out, but it seems that those have quieted down, but they got a win last night. Indiana had their moment, but I think they're falling off to the wayside. Who am I missing here? Maryland still got Tua's brother. Talia Viola playing, and he's really good. I don't think enough people know how good he is at football. So Maryland's going to be a team who puts a scare into the Ohio States, the Michigans. Michigan State, I'm curious because they lost a lot. Mel Tucker got this huge contract, and they haven't been great since he was paid since his first 2021, I think, when they won 10 games. Michigan State always has a good defense, and they always play teams tough. So who knows? And Penn State's got a great defense, a really highly rated quarterback, and a... I think the second best running back room in college football behind Michigan's running back room.
0: I did not mention Penn State, but they are ranked (coughs) too. Yeah, Penn
1: State's going to be very good. I don't
0: like their head coach
1: at all, but they're going to be a very good team. But yeah, Ohio State-Michigan. Let me talk about Ohio State first. The University of Ohio State, as Terrell Pryor calls them, and I call them that now. I know to the Ohio State Mm -hmm. but he called when he committed there, people. Look it up. After Michigan beat
0: them last year, somebody (laughs) texted out or tweeted out, A, Ohio State. (laughs) (laughs) I just want
1: people to know that when Terrell Pryor committed there, he said, I'm going to play football at the University of Ohio State. When Cardale Jones was there, he said, people don't come to watch me play school. They come to watch me play football. So I believe that was Cardale Jones. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I think so. (laughs) You're right. Best wide receiver room possibly in the history of college football. When you said that, I was trying to think, oh, no, there has to be better receivers. I can't think off the top of my head.
0: I know that LSU team that Burrow and Chase was Chase on and, and Jefferson, and there are two other receivers that are in the league too. But yeah, So
1: that could definitely rival it. But mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison Jr., he reminds me of Adrian Peterson when Adrian Peterson was at Oklahoma. Marvin Harrison Jr. was ready for the NFL last year. And I say that very cautiously because I think the NFL does it right as far as you have to be three years removed from high school because you're growing up against grown men who are bodybuilders, essentially. But Marvin Harrison is the best route runner I've ever seen, has the best hands I've ever seen, is so tall and so fast. There was a play in the Ohio State-Michigan game last year where DJ Turner was one of the better cover corners in college football. Marvin Harrison Jr. separated from him with so much ease that I was shocked to see DJ Turner get beat that that easily. He's awesome. They have, I can never say his first name and his last name is Abu Cam, who's an incredible receiver. They have great tight ends. They have a massive and just nasty offensive line and a great run game. Question there with me is their defense is tough. They gave up tons of big plays to Michigan last year, tons of big plays to other teams. And I know it's Marvin Harrison Jr junior's high school teammate, what are they going to get out of Kyle McCord at quarterback? And I know they have another kid who's going to play too. So if I were an Ohio State fan, I would be leery of that. I don't think it really matters because Ryan Day, as much as I dislike him, is an offensive genius and he'll figure it out. The defense is what will worry me with them. Now to talk about my team, the Michigan Wolverines. I'm pessimistic. You know that Mm -hmm. people who listen to that, people who read that. I'm pessimistic about everything. I told my son the other day, I don't want you to be a Michigan fan because you'll always find something wrong with your team. There's always going to be an area of concern. There's going to be... So I'm. They kick off tomorrow at 11 against East Carolina, and I'm terrified. I'm running a race in the morning to keep my mind off it, and then I'm going to rush home to watch it right. because the secondary's hurt. All yeah. the players in their secondary are hurt, and East Carolina runs an up-tempo offense. The reason why I'm scared is because of what happened with Appalachian State years ago.
0: when they beat. Ed- that, that's not the same Michigan team. I'm just saying uh-huh. they were supposed to
1: win. That that team had Chad Henney and Mike Hart, Jake Long, all these Guys who went on to NFL and coaching careers, like, I don't know. So I can never be comfortable with it. That being said, Michigan is incredibly deep, like incredibly deep. They have probably the best quarterback in Jim Harbaugh's tenure. They need to let him throw the ball. Jay McCarthy needs to throw the football. He threw two pick sixes in the college football playoff last year. I don't care. Let him throw the ball. They do, and I will say this proudly, have the best running back room in all of – I think – Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Penn State, all these teams envy what Michigan has, in Blake Corm, Donovan Edwards, Khalil Moley, and then all these other kids that they have. The running back room is, I couldn't be happier with what they have. They don't have a top-notch receiver. Roman Wilson's good, but undersized. Cornelius Johnson is decent size, but drops too many passes. The receiving room scares me a little bit. It's like the opposite of what Ohio State has. They have great tight ends. I love Colston Loveland. I think this kid from Indiana, A.J. Barner, they got is, is going to be great. Their offensive line is the best offensive line in college football. They've won the award two years in a row. They could do a third this year. They got some great transfers to come in. They have returning players. I have no problem with that. Defense, defensive line is good. I'm really excited to see Chris Jenkins play. They need to get more sacks. They need to cause more fumbles. They only caused two fumbles. Two fumbles in all of college football last year. Mm -hmm. That's not enough. You got to make more. You got to create more turnovers. I love the linebacking core. Junior Colson is amazing. I'm excited to see this kid from Nebraska, Ernest Hausman, play. They got this other kid, a prize edge rushing uh, transfer from, I think, Coastal Carolina named Josiah Stewart, who I'm excited to watch. Defense is good. Secondary, different players, a little hurt right now. Their safeties, Macari Page and Rod Moore, are incumbent starters, but they might not play tomorrow. So I'm curious to see what's happening. They have new corners coming in that I'm used to watching. DJ Turner lock people down, but Will Johnson could easily take his place. I'm Michigan's going should be good. They should be good in football this year. They should win a lot of games. What scares me with the Ohio State Michigan game is that last year, year before when Michigan beat them, it was a fluke and everybody on Ohio State had the flu and there was COVID, you know, COVID outbreak. There was there were all these excuses that I bought into last year. Ohio State wasn't going to roll them. They were going to win. The game was in Columbus. The weather was perfect. The opposite happened. That's my fear going into this year is that Michigan has a on paper better squad. The game's in Ann Arbor. They have aspirations of Big Ten titles and aspirations of going to college football and actually playing in the national title this year. So Ohio State is essentially in Michigan's role from last year. So they're going in, playing with house money. If they get beat, oh, everybody expects you to beat. If you win, oh, see, you guys are better than Michigan. You've always have been. That's why, and I just think Michigan's going to have a tough time covering all those receivers. Again, I'm pessimistic. Mm -hmm. I can never be happy with what my team's doing unless they win it all at the end of the year. And also, Harbaugh's serving a three-game suspension for buying a hamburger. It, it, Sharon Moore won't be calling plays for them tomorrow. So that worries me, too. Michigan should be good. It should be a fun season of watching their football team play. But I will always and forever worry. And I think that the script has flipped a little bit now. And I think Ohio State comes into Michigan this year. Like I said, if we get beat, oh, we we're supposed to. If we win, look how awesome we are. So that's why I think they're going to win.
0: All right, well, we will see. And so when <laughs> Michigan wins the title and they need <laughs> you to be the grand marshal of the parade, where are they going to well, find you?
1: I do want to say uh, real uh, quick before that, my college football, I said my and winners, Joe Milton, my playoff teams going from one to four are Georgia, Ohio State, USC, and Tennessee. And I think Georgia will play USC in the championship game. And I think Georgia will demolish USC in the championship game. Because talk about a guy who can't win a big game, Lincoln Riley, maybe the best coach who can never win a big. He'll league. go
0: coach whoever drafts drafts Caleb Williams in the NFL next year.
1: It's funny to me too that he left Oklahoma to go coach in the Pac-12, and now the Pac-12 is going to his team is going to the Big Ten. So it's just it's crazy because he didn't want to coach Oklahoma in the SEC, and but now he has to go coach in the second best conference in the Big Ten next year.
0: <laughs> he'll go, he'll be the new Arizona Cardinals coach after they fire their coach <laughs> after one year. Yeah, they say, you want Caleb. to give that guy two seasons? Yeah. <laughs> Where are they going to find you, Ty?
1: You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, T-Y-K-U-L-I-K, all lowercase. More importantly, come read my stuff on Seedsing, dot com. We talked a little bit over an hour football today. I got eight days worth of NFL, nine days worth of NFL previews and a massive college football preview. So you can go read all that on Seedsing, SD com. You can hear me on Chucklehead Chat, a couple episodes of that hosted by my buddy Glenn Adams, wherever you get podcasts. Most importantly, listen to me on this podcast, Ex-Millennial Man podcast, rate, review us, check out our Patreon, all that good stuff. And as always, Black Lives Matter.
0: Yeah, we repeat all that, millennial Man Seedsing.com. The day we record this, today, Friday, September 1st. I dropped the third episode of First Watch Rewatch, where Tina and I discuss talk about horny, the one of the horniest movies I've ever seen, Greece, too. There's oh, a, okay. I've
1: never you know, seen it. Whole <laughs>
0: song about them being at the bowling alley talking about how they're gonna score tonight. And I go, I don't think hmm. this song's about bowling. <laughs> really? <laughs> 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 but yeah, with all that being said, we thank you for years. Anything else that you may use to listen to the Ex-Millennial Man podcast? Remember, we are here every Saturday for free, wherever you find your fine podcasting shows. And go football teams.
1: Yeah, go blue. College football officially kicks off for me tomorrow. The NFL starts a week from Sundays. I wrote my thing. This is like Christmas Eve for me. This is my Christmas Eve.
0: Try to enjoy it tomorrow time.
1: I will do my best. Stay fresh, cheese bags.
0: The X millennial Man Podcast is a production of SeedSing.com, fully owned by R.D. Kulik & Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik, adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.